Welcome everyone, live from Braybrook College in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Braybrook Live at, on Live FM. My name is Valentina and my co-hosts are Lily, Luke, Ni nee, and Sui. Our special guest today is Gherkin, who works for a national wide network service. Hi Gherkin, welcome to the show. Good morning guys, thanks for having me. So, what are the importance value you demonstrate as a performance leader? Some of the values, that's a great question. Um, a lot of what we do requires um, transparency. Um, so being really honest um, and upfront about what we need. Um, a lot of the work that we do is goal-oriented and, and focused primarily on achieving an objective. So being really upfront about what you need to achieve that. Um, and because we are managing the performance of um, our people um, you know, across not just Australia, but overseas as well. Um, there's a lot of expectations that are set uh, around what we need um, and what we want to achieve. So yeah, transparency, I think, is one of the best. And then a lot of what we do um, in, in my role at Optus is um, you know, uh, high demand, I guess. Um, and so uh, state that stakeholder management and being able to confidently ask people what you need uh, to be done uh, and doing so in a way um, that doesn't come off as uh, rude or um, too needy. So providing, I guess, value and being really um, honest and transparent. Yep. Mm, were there any negative assumptions about being in VCAL? Yeah, definitely, uh, if I'm going to be really honest. Uh, so I graduated from VCAL in 2011, which feels like a lifetime ago now. Um, but I, I graduated from Epping Secondary College. Um, and when I was doing VCAL, um, I chose it, and I hate that I admit this, so I apologise, but I did, cho I did choose it because it, it was perceived to be the easy way out. It was the easy way to, uh, to, to finish year 12 and graduate with a certificate. Most people either dropped out um, or attempted VCE and, uh, and didn't get by. Um, so yeah, the, the negative perceptions, you know, people always make jokes around um, the, the different styles of learning. Uh, but I think VCAL has really progressed from what it was then to what it is now. Um, and if we just look at the opportunities that Braybrook alone provide to, to its students, uh, these are opportunities that really didn't exist way back then. Um, so yeah, there, there definitely are some negative perceptions, but um, my advice to it, to anyone who's considering, you know, do I want to do VCE or VCAL or drop out completely, is really just understand what are you actually going to get out of it? What decisions, um, uh, what opportunities is, you know, uh, VCAL or VCE going to provide you? Um, and ultimately, what do you want to do with those opportunities? Yes. Um, my name is Ni. So do you, get, do you get any benefits working at Optus? Um, benefits, yes. I mean, I mean, look. Other than the, um, you know, the amazing work culture that we have and the opportunities that it provides us to develop and grow, they really, um, you know, invest in us, in our development, in developing our skills. Um, some of the more um, uh, financial benefits, uh, other than salary, is we get like a monthly discount of some of the, a lot of our services. Um, and we get uh, $80 credit every month off our bills. So um, benefits uh, financially, yes, um, but the real benefit really is in the development and the opportunities that they provide us to develop and grow. 
Um, I'll elaborate on that a little bit more. So I actually started my career with Optus in a retail store, uh, which is a very entry-level position. Uh, I, I did that after having extensive experience already, uh, so re admittedly being overqualified for the role. Um, I was working overseas in China as a teacher. I was traveling and volunteering and doing a lot of what we're doing today uh, in other countries and supporting other students. Uh, and then coming back to Australia, I really just, I needed to find a job because this was at the peak of COVID. Um, so I needed some stability because I couldn't just, you know, hop around and travel as much as I wanted to. Uh, and I, I, I chose to work for a company that would um, help me develop and grow and, and give me the opportunities. So um, that's probably the greatest benefit. Um, and in saying that, you know, I started in the retail store, we're going on almost four years ago now, uh, and I've had uh, six or seven promotions since. Um, so yeah, the progression and the development opportunities are endless. Oh, my name is Leek. Uh, are there any memorable experiences that has happened to you while working at Optus? Yeah, I mean, look, daily, I'll be honest. Uh, we, we have um, a, a lot of um, opportunities to network with people from all around the business. And, and when you network with people, um, you really get an opportunity to learn from them. Um, so I've learned some from some very senior um, uh, people with extensive experience around the business. Um, I've had opportunities to uh, volunteer through work uh, and, and participating in, in this program, the ABCN program that we run at Optus. That was another amazing opportunity. Um, we, we had uh, opportunities, we, or we have endless opportunities for yeah, volunteering. Uh, we also have um, inclusion and diversity programs. We have uh, a TGIF program that we run every Friday, uh, which uh, you know essentially is hosted by our CEO, uh, and there are opportunities for, for people around the business to to feature on that show as a guest. So, um, you, you know, I've worked in organisations where uh, you know you're at a very entry level role, uh, and you feel that you feel that you're at the bottom of the food chain. Um, you don't really uh, you're, you're not always. Uh, valued and respected but no matter where you are in, in our business at least I feel that way no matter where you are in our business um, you know you, you're treated and greeted um, like a VIP oh great answer man. Yeah. so are there any skills that a leader should have or would help yeah so skills is one of those things uh, I'll, I'll probably like tailor that question more to relate to you guys, right? Um, so leadership itself is a skill, uh, and it's a skill that anyone can learn. Some people can learn it easier because they have the natural ability, um, you know, to interact with other people. If you think about how some people are more extroverted or some people are more introverted, right? So some people are, can be a little bit shy at first, and, and then it takes time for them to warm up and, and have... Um, or to be able to develop that skill. Um, so leadership itself is a skill. Um, f for, for you guys, you know, coming out of high school and into the real world now, I think it, uh, some of the, the most valuable skills for you to learn are those that are transferable. Right? And so when I, refer, when I refer to transferable skills, I'm talking about skills that you can take, no matter, you can take to any job that you do, no matter what it is. And what you'll find is as you come out of high school and try and you know, identify and pick out what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life, uh, you'll find that it's, it's never just that one thing. It's never just, you know, I'm going to be um, an engineer and uh, you do engineering forever. Like your career, your aspirations will change as you grow and develop. Uh, and then the skills that you require and need uh, will ad adapt uh, according to that. So uh, 
one of the most fundamental skills really for anyone coming out of high school, I would say, is customer service, being able to talk to people and, and do so in a way that provides value. Um, and then you can really build on those skills uh, if there's anything in particular that you wanted to do. So if you did want to become a doctor or a lawyer, uh, you know, then you've got the university route and you'll develop some skills in that, in that sense. But uh, more practically, it's, it's the everyday interpersonal skills that are really vital in helping you navigate around the world, being able to interact with people from all walks of life. Um, so yeah, that's I would definitely say customer service and just everyday interpersonal skills. If you're turning, tuning in, you're listening to Braybrook Live on Live FM, live from Braybrook College in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Valentina and my co-hosts are Lily, Luke, Nate and Swee. And our special guest today is Gherkin from Optus. Hi, I'm Swee. As you know, students here will be finishing Year 12 in a couple months. Is there any advice you would give to the Year 12 students? Yeah, absolutely. I actually, um, so I, I do this quite often. I love coming to, to the schools and, and sharing uh, my journey. So I actually did VCAL myself many years ago. And, um, you know, I went on to, to complete two degrees and travel and volunteer and do everything that uh, a kid at that age really wants to, to try and experience. Uh, my advice to you really would be to take ownership of your development. Um, a lot of the time, uh, myself and, and, and the kids that were around me at that time were relying maybe too heavily on other people to hand us the opportunity. Um, and, and if you can do that, right, and you'll be handed, and you'll take whatever is handed to you, um, whether that's a, you know, just a, an entry-level job somewhere or, um, you know, for, for some people it's no job at all, right? It really just depends. So if you, if you play your cards right and really focus on what it is that you want to do and how you want to develop, um, then you, you'll get to where you want to be and do what you want to do. Um, so my advice to you would be to focus on what you're focus on what you're inputting, what you're reading, what you're listening to, what you're watching, um, even what you're writing, right? What you're sharing with friends uh, on your Instagrams and your TikToks, uh, and just being really cautious, I guess, of um, the impact that um, you know sharing the wrong things or uh, detrimental things. Uh, it can have a real negative impact on your development. Um, you know, there's a common saying that says that you are uh, the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with, right? So if you're surrounding yourself with people who are, um, you know, focused too much on partying and not enough on working or studying or, um, you know, developing their, their careers and their lives, people who have no goals or ambitions, uh, then you'll essentially be a sum of that yourself. Um, so my advice to you really is to, to understand and determine what, it is, what is it that you want to do with your life? Where is it that you want to go? And then really just calculate the steps that you need to get there. Um, and depending on how high you're aiming and, and how um, far and wide you're, you're trying to, to uh, influence um, other people's lives, um, then, then that would really d determine the, uh, the level of um, steps that you need to take. So for some people, they'll take the easy route. I just want an everyday job. I don't really care what I do. Um, and as long as I get some money to, to feed myself, I'm good. Uh, and then other people will, I want to make an impact. I want to uh, change other people's lives. I want to travel and explore the world. I want to work at an organization where I can develop and grow and develop on my skills and learn new things. So yeah, my advice to you would be to identify what it is, to understand that um, you'll never have the answer. Uh, I'm 30 years old, I've been out of school for like, I don't know, 11 years, 12 years. Um, and I still don't essentially have my finger on the pulse to say this is exactly what I want to do. Um, at a very fundamental level, it's to help people um, and, and to um, 
help others develop and, and be happy in life. Um, but, but at a very uh, micro level, like what does that look like? That could be anything. So just being really open to uh, the different opportunities that life will, will uh, present to you uh, and then just be willing to, to show up and, uh, and take those opportunities. Uh, I'm Nhi, so what is your role at Optus and can you talk about more about that? Uh, yeah, so my, my, I'll, I'll actually talk you through the, the journey that I had with Optus. So I started in retail just before COVID hit. Uh, I was there for like two or three months uh, and then COVID happened and they were looking for people to join our contact centers and support our technical support teams. Uh, and that was my, uh, my opening into our head office, into our contact center. Uh, I then worked as a technical support specialist for six months. Um, and it was a very, um, you know, uh, un certain time for us in the peak of COVID. We, don't, we didn't know whether uh, our employment would remain. So many people were made redundant or were released. Um, and so it, it was really important for me at that time to show up every day and, and put 110% into to prove myself and improve my, uh, my ability and interest in developing. So um, after doing that, I was presented with an opportunity in uh, what we call our community of experts. So that's like your, um, it's like your customer service team, but they do everything. So it's service, billing, tech, sales, the whole thing in one. Uh, and it's at that time it was a very uh, prestige and, and um, uh, like a, a very prestige team I guess to work for. Uh, they, were, they were always looked at in, in high regards and, and we're, we're getting some really important work done with our customers and, and the business. Um, and then essentially as I was in there I uh, proved myself and, and continued to work my way up and I became a case manager then I became a team leader. Uh, my, my current role is as a performance lead so I'm responsible for ensuring that uh, the performance of our global contact centers uh, is where it should be in according to our annual operating plan. So we have, uh, the business will have a goal that they want to achieve at the end of every financial year. And then we uh, relay those targets to our contact centers. Uh, and then it's my responsibility to ensure that uh, we pave the way for them to make it uh, as, as easy um, and um, rewarding for them as possible. So we look at things like incentives, we, we work with directors, we, um, we uh, eliminate pain points that, that might be making it difficult for um, our staff to do their day to day. Um, and then, yeah, we, we, uh, we make it fun and exciting. So it's, it's a mixture of everything. No day is the same. Uh, and that's probably one of the really cool things about my job is that uh, every day is different. Um, do you think, oh, as your, you know, your role at Optus, uh, what do you think is the hardest part of your career and how would you cope with that? Uh, the hardest part, honestly, is, um, I mean, doing the work is easy when people tell you what to do. Uh, the hardest part is um, when, it, when you need to be innovative and, you know, people will come to you with a problem and it's your responsibility to find the solution. Um, but that's also the really cool part about my job uh, because it's not, you know, uh, there are heaps of jobs out there where you just do what you're told and um, you'll get your paycheck and everyone goes home happy. Um, but the cool thing and the hardest thing about my job is that uh, a lot of it relies on your creativity and your mindfulness and, and your, your mindset more importantly. Like what can you bring to the table? I remember uh, talking to, you know, a colleague at work and he was saying, you know, how are you finding a new job? And I said, you know, it's fantastic, but, um, I've got to come up with a lot of the ideas, you know? So people will come to you and say, all right, um, here's the problem. When can you solve it? When do you want us to solve it? Well, when can you solve it, right? So it's, it's, it's a matter of, uh, it's not so much like, 
here's what we want you to do and here are the steps that you need to take. It's like, here's the end goal and you find your way, please. Um, so yeah, that's probably the hardest thing, uh, but it's also the most rewarding um, because it's essentially you're, you're, you're being yourself at work, you know, and um, you get to show up every day and bring your creativity and your ideas to the table and, and people take that on board and listen. So it's pretty cool. So throughout the years, is this where you imagined yourself to be? Yeah, if I look back when I was, you know, 21 and you, you think about what 30 looks like, um, it's, in a, in a way, yeah, look. And this is a, the other thing, right, is at your age, you start thinking, what's my next five to 10 years going to look like? And you want to be married with kids by 25. Well, at least that's how it was when I was 18. Um, 25, you're going to have marriage. Uh, you'll, you'll be married, you'll have kids, you'll have the house and everything sorted. And then you get to 25 and you still feel like you're 17. So, um, yeah, it's, it's probably not what I imagined. I, I think I set the bar a little a bit too high, um, but it was a nice reality check coming. Uh, nice reality check coming into 30 and realizing that, like, I'm only 30. You know, like you guys might look at me like I'm old. I still feel like I'm like I'm still in your shoes. You know, so um, yeah, at 30, um, you'll, you'll really realize like you've achieved a lot over the last 10 years, but there's also so much more to achieve. So it's really finding that balance um, and, and reflecting on what we have achieved. And, and as you finish high school and start entering the real world and start accomplishing your own goals, where uh, for majority of you won't be spoon-fed as you have been over the last you know, 10 years of your life, you're not gonna get money from mum and dad anymore. You're not gonna get dropped off to your friend's house for the party. Uh, you'll have to you know, find your own way there. Um, it's, it's those little things that when you, when, you, when you set a goal and you achieve it, and then you look back at it and go, wow, I did that. That's the accomplishment, right? So as I look back at the last 10 years, like I've done a lot. Um, you know, I, I actually got married. I, I've bought a house. I've bought the dream car, you know. Um, but there are so many other things at 30 that I wish I had um, that won't come that easily. So, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Well, slight. During your last year of year 12 UCAL, did you already have plans for what you wanted to do after you finished school? Um, no, I didn't have people like me that came and spoke to us. So uh, my school couldn't afford it. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that here, but um, look, we didn't have the we didn't have the um, the same opportunities that, that you guys have today, which is fantastic. I was, t I was telling Maria when when she came to to our organisation that you know it's amazing the opportunities that have been given to our students today. Uh, being able to go into a corporate environment and learn from professionals is phenomenal. Um, I I learnt things the hard way, uh, and and I. When I was in year 12, I went into VCAL with the intention of being a class clown, um, taking the easy route, and um, just doing what needs to be done to get my certificate. I didn't have any plans. I think the best thing I did was utilize year 12 um, for the practical experience that it provides. I did a trade course, um, and I very quickly realized that it's not what I wanted to do. So halfway through my VCAL, uh, program, I decided to completely switch it up. Like I couldn't go to VCE halfway through the year, uh, but what I could do is find a way into university. Um, and so I realized in probably halfway through the program that I didn't want to do that program and that instead I wanted to go to university. I wanted to have the opportunity to, to study and to learn and to have better opportunities um, after I graduated. So um, that's exactly what I did. But the, the real um, kick in the butt for me, I hope we can say that here, sorry. Uh, but the real, the real um, the wake up call for me was uh, my dad getting sick. Uh, and that was, you know, uh, I, I come from a very ethnic, uh, cultural family where family is everything, you know, and, and we look at our fathers like our heroes. 
And so when my dad got sick and um, wasn't really, like his life was essentially at risk, one of the first questions I asked myself was, have I made him proud? Have the decisions that I've made in my life contributed to his happiness or the opposite? Uh, and that, that was... That was my why. That was the reason that I started to make more informed decisions and not just wake up every day and go to school and just you know go through the motions. Uh, I decided to make more uh, intentional decisions. Um, so yeah, did I did I know ex like exactly what I wanted to do? Definitely not. But I knew what I didn't want to do. Right? I didn't want to be a, a bum and I didn't want to be on Centrelink and I didn't want to rely on other people to feed me. So um, yeah, I think that was my biggest wake-up call. But the reality is also that you're not going to have, not everyone, uh, like life doesn't punch everyone in the face the way it did for me. Um, for a lot of people, you'll have a lot of smooth sailing in life and um, there, will, there will be no wake-up call. Um, but, you know, uh, essentially it really just depends on that individual uh, and their ability to identify early on in life um, that the decisions that they make in that moment will impact the result. Uh, and as cliche as it sounds, you know, what you put in is what you get out. Uh, are there any disadvantages working at Optus? Any, any what, sorry? Uh, disadvantages. Disadvantages, yes. sorry. I've got this in my ear, so I didn't know where the voice was coming uh, from. Yes. Any disadvantages? Uh, look, I would say no. I think um, in any corporate company that you work in, the only disadvantage really is um, getting too comfortable and not challenging yourself, um, knowing when to take the next step. And there are people who have been in the same role for like 10 years, um, and they're not learning anything anymore. Uh, they're not developing anymore. Um, but for people who are not ambitious and, and, are, and are fine with, uh, you know, receiving their paycheck and doing what they're good at, um, then that's an okay decision. So, uh, yeah, the disadvantages really just depends on who's asking and, um, you know, whether that actually is a disadvantage. For some people, doing the same job always is, is an advantage. They get to go to work and do the same thing that they've always been doing and, and they're happy. Um, but for others, you know, and for me, doing the same thing too frequently becomes a disadvantage because uh, you constantly want change and development and growth. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I think um, there, there are no real disadvantages. Every opportunity is a learning opportunity. So even on the bad days, you're learning something. Um, so throughout your years of at working at um, Optus, do you think uh, Optus has a wider range of services for customers other, like, other than um, other than other companies like Vodafone or Telstra? Yeah, sorry, can you ask the question again? Um, do you think Optus has a wider range of services for customers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at the moment, like our, our primary products and services are based on, um, you know, home products, internet, mobiles, uh, connected devices, um, so your smartwatches, your tablets, and things of that sort. Um, but at, at the core, we're, we're more than just a telco. Right? We're more than just a, um, a, a telecommunications company. We we are a tech company, and some of the stuff that we actually provide, you know, in the range of smart spaces. Now we've we've really dived um, full steam ahead with smart spaces and, and providing opportunities to uh, you know connect those devices in homes. We've got uh, a dedicated O team who specialise in installing those devices and um, you know making it easy for people who maybe aren't as tech savvy. Um, but innovation is at the core of what we do at Optus, so I can guarantee that if an opportunity presented itself to expand and widen our horizons, uh, we would definitely explore it. 
So I think that's all we have for today. Thank you, Gokhan, for today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You're live, Bra- live from Braybrook College in Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to Braybrook Live FM. My name is Valentina and my co-hosts are Lily, Luke, Nee and Swee. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the informational information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you.